We are in Champions League, man. That was my Dilly din, dilly dong, come on. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast with Gary Kearney. Hello, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Kernin. Joining us for this episode is Adam David, current head of performance analysis at Maccabi Haifa FC. He's also worked in analysis and scouting for Hapoel Tel Aviv FC, also performance analyst in Chelsea Academy. Fantastic insight into the role of video analysis at the professional level and also into the journey in terms of what it takes to get there. You're going to love this one. This podcast is brought to you by Spideo. Spideo is a complete video solution with automated capture used for analyzing and streaming soccer. It's always live, ready to go, unparalleled tool, easy to use, so you can focus on what matters, coaching your team. Please check out Spideo. The link is below in the podcast notes. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this, coaches. If you enjoy it, please Give it a shout out on Twitter or Instagram. Go ahead, give it a post. Modern Soccer Coach on Instagram, MSC Education on Twitter. Also, go ahead, check out the content on the Modern Soccer Coach website. We've added quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Free articles, free analysis videos. Please check them out. Tell your coaching community about them. Spread the word. Thank you so much. Appreciate the support. Here is Adam and Joy. Adam, thanks so much for joining me today on the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. Really excited to have you on. Happy to be here. Thank you. Where do we start? Like we, we just chatted briefly there off air about your journey. Um, I'll probably come back to some of that there. Head of performance at, at Maccabi Haifa FC. Big role, big role, big club. Well, let's start with what does a typical week look like? Um, yes, yeah, so this season, uh, up until very recently, we had a European competition as well. So I think we've had about 36, seven games already, which is what a normal team would have here in a full season. So it's been very, we've been abroad nine times. So yeah, um, I think this season, especially with this whole year that's been going on, um, we kind of uh, noticed that the, the whole video and analysis gets a really big role because you don't have much time to train. Um, so it took a very big role. So we literally have video sessions every day. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you take the classic week, you know, you have your uh, your games that you're preparing for. So um, you know, a lot of uh, watching and learning the uh, opponent's data and video, uh, individually, team level, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then yeah, trying to basically find what we're good at uh, and kind of fit that into that puzzle to see uh, that we can you know bring ourselves uh, in the best way, understand where the spaces are and everything. Um, and then yeah, when you have time, you train about it. When you don't have time, it's just you know sessions and video and, and you know very creative ways to kind of get uh, the message across and, and get everyone kind of to feel ready for their games. Um, so that's basically what I kind of uh, uh, am about at the club. What does the post game so say the, the whistle blows twenty four yeah. hours? What does that twenty four hours look like? No right. sleep, I imagine. <laughs> Sometimes, um, yeah. So I mean, we have this uh, rule. We call it the twenty four hour rule. Um, after every game, we give the players twenty four hours of kind of 
their own distance to, to be with themselves. So it's if you win your game, be as happy as you want, or whatever. If you lose your game, you can get down and, and take your head down or whatever. Um, after 24 hours, uh, and you know the, the day after, they're going to come and they're going to do, uh, you know, mainly just getting their body kind of back to shape and, and very light stuff uh, at the training ground. Whereas the players who didn't play or played less are going to have a you know intense training session. Um, but we're not going to get into meetings too much too often on that day. It's kind of a very you know loose day. Uh, to clear your minds and then the day after we've already analyzed everything understood you know our main messages of what we want for us going forward uh, a lot of the time we'll because of the uh, amount of games we're going to connect some stuff that we took from that game and kind of connect it to the next game already so the post has kind of some you know flow into the next game already um, so yeah then we'll have you know our first analysis session first post analysis session and then um, depending on when the name the next game will be uh, we'll keep doing sessions, uh, you know, some of them will be looking and reflecting on our game, some of them will be reflecting on training, stuff that we've been, uh, you know, planning for the next game, and then, you know, watching the uh, uh, opponent as well. For you specifically, say it's a night game, say it's a 7 o'clock game, finishes 9, 10 o'clock, do you, do you go through it, do you analyse it right away, do you wait till the morning, what's your process? Yeah, it really depends. Um, Sometimes, like, I, I don't even leave the stadium and I do it even at the stadium. I'll watch a full half. Um, sometimes I'll go home and do it overnight. Sometimes I'll do it the morning after. Um, I mean, I know that I need to get a very good quality session for basically two days after, the morning of two days after, right? Because we have the 24-hour rule and then we have the day after. So I want to be at my best. I want to be most focused. So I kind of just go with, with how I'm feeling uh, and, and make sure it happens. Uh, the morning of the session, uh, I'll go over it with the manager and the assistant coach, uh, everything I made. Uh, and sometimes the manager himself likes to do post-match as well because his background is very uh, analytical. Um, so, you know, we'll be doing that. We'll be doing Zooms sometimes on the on the, the plus one day. Um, and, yeah, and then we'll just, you know, deliver a very good session to the players um, in the morning. Um, so, yeah. So when you meet with the manager, are you giving him the list of like the moments and the clips or have you already kind of put down your opinion on the most important ones? And right. Give report? That's yeah, good, good question. Um, so definitely at the beginning uh, of working with him. So that was basically last season we came in together to Maccabi Haifa. Um, so at the beginning it was just to kind of, you know, just be, be there for him and, and kind of, you know, let him run through everything and say what, yes, what not. Um, but with time and actually pretty quickly, I'd say we kind of, connected about you know our minds kind of connected and i know exactly what he's looking for what he wants so i can totally just do my animations um like you know we like uh, a lot of you know colors and, and animations and, and to make it kind of you know uh fun um and, and attractive to the eye so um so yeah i'll just kind of you know run through that uh normally and and, and usually he'll, he'll take everything or maybe you know one part or two parts he'll say yeah you can cut that off or 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 change that a little bit but usually it's going to be whatever 90 plus percent of what I already made and we run on it. So uh, it's fun. And, and, and because he gives me that responsibility and trust, so I take it so, you know, uh, seriously and, and like it's my team, like I'm coaching the team. So so it's great. Yeah, it, it's a great starting point. Is is that like for the analysts seeing the game through the eyes of the coach, is that yeah, almost yeah. like the first exactly. step? Yeah, yeah. It, it just makes everything so much easier. And, and especially with him, he's, you know, very open-minded, very calm. Um, he's a lot more of a listener than a, a, a you know 
like so direct and everything has to be my way. He's 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 the opposite of a control freak. And and I feel like you know there are there are managers that are like that, and it's a lot harder I think for an analyst to work with him. But for me, it's just easy because. I know that he trusts me. We see the game in a very similar way. I know exactly what he wants to be looking at, what's less important. I focus on it. Um, you know, sometimes we'll talk about a few topics uh, during the day after, you know, stuff that he's seen, stuff that I've seen, and, and you know, pre- prepare a session together. Let's just say he's not that. Let's just say he's the opposite of, you mentioned other other managers, coaches, head coaches that aren't those those yeah. skills. And I'm sure there's a lot of that'll be listening and this here, people listening and saying, right, well, yeah, I struggle with my head coach in that process. Yeah. What's some advice to kind of go through that there, uh, uh, challenge? Yeah, I've, I've definitely been through that as well. Um, and I think that in, in, in those situations, um, you just need to be very well prepared. Um, so what I used to like to do was to make everything ready on a, on a neutral perspective so he could do whatever he'd, he'd want with it. But then also put the, the, the stuff, let's say, that the way I do it today and have that ready. So have, have both of them kind of ready. And then say, look, here's everything. We can do whatever you want. But there's also this that I made here. I think you might like it. Yes, yes, no, no, whatever you, whatever you decide. And everything's here that we can keep working on from a neutral perspective, kind of like, uh, like you said. When you're doing your presentation with the head coach, has experience taught you, or what has experience taught you in terms of not rushing through? You know, because I'm sure you're aware of time crunches and keeping their attention. How do you balance mm-hmm. that? So I think one of our kind of agendas as a coaching staff is to be very analytical and to go very deep into detail. And also, we we're very close. Uh, closely connected with the players. I mean, like, I get countless messages at any time during the day, night, same with the assistant coach, goalkeeping coach, everyone. Um, we've, we've got a lot of communication with the players, um, and we, we kind of have this really strong feeling that we're all in this together. Um, I think that with time, they really understood that this makes a huge difference on the performance. Um, and even here in the media, we're spoken about as a very well-coached team. Um and they all benefit from that kind of, you know, keeping the shape, knowing when to break it, when to beware, all that kind of stuff. And, and so everyone understands that they benefit from it. And also, you know, the way we dig into set pieces um, and stuff like that. So um, they, we can really get them concentrated for quite a while. Um, and, and the sessions kind of, you know, they can go 15, 20 minutes and, and people are really in, you know. Um, the manager, he'll be delivering them mostly. Um, and the goalkeeping coach will be delivering the set pieces. But I'm, 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 you know, with the computer making it, uh, you know, uh, uh, making it happen and, and looking at them and they're really, you know, synced in. And more often than not, there's going to be questions after and they're going to come up to me and say, can you go back to that point? I want to see that again. Can you send me this later? Uh, and stuff like that. So it's really part of the conversation day to day. And that's just, you know, a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of uh, effort putting into it and, and also delivering it in a, in a way that makes it, you know, interesting and, and shows the player that it's for him, you know? Hmm. Yeah, just staying on that then with, with uh, you know, those messages with the players, do you find that, uh, are you facilitating more clips and more dialogue through informal, like WhatsApp, text, or or is majority of it formal, here's the platform, it's going on there, go and get it? Yeah, again, good question. Yeah, so, so definitely both. Um, I mean, we're going to have our daily session almost every day except for that one day after the game. Um, and we'll even have a session on the, on the match day as well. 
Uh, usually we come into a hotel around uh, noon. We go in for a 15-minute session, 10-minute session, whatever. Um, and then, you know, go eat, nap, and then go out to the game. Um, so it's literally every day. And, yeah, I'll get messages a lot on WhatsApp. Um, you know, a lot of players want that kind of in individual feeling, and, and they even kind of uh, make it into, like, this kind of, you know, routine that they have. Like, I want to know that I'm sitting with analyst or I'm sitting with the guy, the coach, or I'm sitting with him before the game just to kind of run through the things again, run through the options that I'm looking for, run through the press, run through the timings. Um, so, yeah, so it's really it's just became part of our daily, daily, daily routine. Yeah, it's, this is fascinating, and this is a tough question, I'm sure, because it's, everyone's probably different. But uh, you know, are there more people then looking for that press, that collective information, or some looking for specific scouts that they're up against? Or like, what? Is, what's a couple of examples of what players would look for? Yeah, it depends. So I've got a center back that four games I put individual clips about three four minutes of every opponent player. So I have some players that watch the whole starting eleven plus the you know three four main subs usually the attacking subs um and i have players who are going to watch only their matchup you know one of our uh, one of our uh, fullbacks he watches just his winger um and then i have players that don't want to watch any of them because they because because the the um you know the match preparation session with them uh, about the opponent was enough so everyone kind of takes it to its own place and we're, and we're all fine about it you know we do um we, we don't push it, but we, we show that, that it's all there and just come and ask. Uh, and, and, you know, one of the players, he, he will always come and sit with me on the match day about the buildup, uh, about what defense he's facing, what options are going to be the best. So it really kind of, it's, it's just a player-led kind of thing now. Oh, we'll get we'll get we'll get into that player led work. Uh, there's uh, when I was looking at the website, I, I counted 19 staff members on. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, and you've got yourself and, and the S and C and data and coaches. And all. you mentioned there about the quality of the head coach. I mean, what are some keys to like that that collaboration? How does it work? Yeah, so it's quite a bit. I mean, just in terms of analysts, we've got. Um, yeah, three full-time, and then we've got another three part-time, and we've got another few on, on uh, who are now, like, uh, joined us the learning. They, they finished uh, the course, um, so they're doing, like, you know, very, very uh, a small amounts, but, you know, starting to get in. Um, so, yeah, so it's a big team, um, and, you know, I just – I'm very clear with what I want to get. Uh, the coach is very clear with what he wants. Uh, I know what the players like, um, so I just make sure, you know, they get everything. So – so again, from the post-match to preparation to filming training, tactical trainings, and making a lot of animations on those, uh, using the huddle. Um, so, so yeah. What's the breakdown in analysts in terms of, is there a game day at? Is there a practice analyst? Or what, like, how, how do you break down those roles, responsibilities? Yeah, so um, so I'll kind of oversee the department um, in in. Basically, kind of more of a coach analyst role because I'm on the pitch uh, every every training and I'm and I'm helping the coach uh, deliver the training because uh, our head coach is more like a, a manager. He he not he won't really deliver the coach. He'll be there. He'll watch it. He'll see things. He'll he'll be part of the planning. But then the assistant coach will kind of take over on the uh, you know uh, on the pitch itself. So I'm kind of as his assistant maybe uh, on the pitch. Um, and then, so the other analyst, um, video analyst, he'll be filming with a drone the uh, the training. Um, the other, the third full-time analyst, he's only data, so he'll just be, you know, data, 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 post-match, pre-game, learning the league, learning players, and also doing a lot of scouting. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then the rest will be working mainly from home. Some of them come in uh, once a week, some of them twice a week. Um, but again, gathering more information, doing individual videos on opponents, um, just always trying to get that extra edge uh, that we can, you know, uh, prepare ourselves the best uh, and be ready for the games. So, yeah, that's kind of how it'll work. The role of data, I know you're on social media, so you see like it's it's mass, like it's so so mainstream now. It's getting everyone's yeah. attention. I won't ask you how it actually works, and we won't go down that road. But like for someone that has someone specifically in data, what are two or three ways that they help you in that post game reporter and the scouting as well? Yeah, um, you know, if 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 let's say uh, I'll actually start with with the opponent. So you know, I might have let's say you know a game two, three, three days, whatever, after my the game before. Uh, and I'm also doing some post-match. So I might only watch one game or one and a half games of the next opponent. And then, you know, a few more clips from other games, but I won't get to too many. And then he can come from his perspective and say, look, this is what's happening with this team and with each and every player throughout a whole season. Here's the, here's the numbers. Um, and I might have seen a specific game where one player was totally, you know, not himself uh, or, or, you know, had an outlier game. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of data gives me a very good perspective about, you know, um, about the, the opponent team, uh, who's dominant in what areas, weaknesses, um, you know, where players are going to be on the pitch at what times, um, things they tend to do, tend not to do, um, you know, data as a team. And then it kind of helps me learn them and, 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 and we like to kind of make some kind of idea and story before every game. Um, to make it kind of, you know, interesting as well. So we'll tie a, a story from the data to the video uh, and then sometimes to our past experience with the club or, or anything else that's kind of on the agenda um, and, and kind of tie it all together. Um, also, the data analyst will be um, digging into our physiological numbers um, and we're going to use that a lot and the players are very, um, they, know, they know what's going on with that. So, you know, we'll link, let's say, counter-pressing, to the amount of times that the opponent has done a counterattack against us, uh, if they're a good counterattacking team, plus the numbers of our intensity, uh, HSR sprints and stuff like that. So we'll, you know, we'll just find creative ways to make a story, connect things together, um, um, and deliver it that way. So the data analyst is very important, and then in set pieces, also his role is is huge because he'll identify the most dangerous uh, players, you know, who gets the most chances, um, where the crosses go to all that kind of stuff that helps us a lot uh, preparing for set pieces. Let's take a step back and, and talk about your journey. Uh, you worked at, at Chelsea as well, and you worked with the under-18s. Um, how was that role, and, and where did analysis fit in, in the week? Yeah, um, yeah, it was just unbelievable experience for me. Um, you know, initially, the reason I kind of wanted to go out to, to England to, to study there was basically... I kind of felt that our football culture here in Israel is not good enough. Uh, we're not developing enough players, and hence the national team uh, hasn't been, been doing that well. We haven't gotten to a major tournament since 1970, um, and it's our na national sport, and it's super popular, but we're just not being successful at it. And I always felt that we're very good at other things, um, and why not let's be good at this? Um, so I kind of wanted just to learn from a good culture and, and, and England is just, you know, it's amazing how, how developed, uh, and how much, you know, uh, thought and, um, and money is put into the whole academy and youth development. Uh, and then you get to Chelsea and that's basically just maybe the top, uh, probably the top of the top of that. 
um, and, and you learn, you know, how a system works, um, you know, what they're aiming for, um, how they work with the kids, how the coaches speak, how everything is planned in advance, what the aims are, uh, you know, how to get each kid to kind of, you know, achieve his potential. And yeah, it's just mind opening and, and it was unbelievable. And, and it just got me, you know, thinking a lot, uh, a lot of critical thinking about how things work in other places. So yeah, it was just really a mind opener. That That's mainly, that's how I see it. Mm. Well, there's who was the head coach at the 18s? Jody Morris. Jody Morris, how was that? Uh, he comes across quite well talking about the game. Yeah, yeah, a great guy. We used to take the tra- same train together after games, so I'd catch some uh, chats with him. That was nice because um, he he had his main analyst who's been there for for quite a few years, um, and, and I was one of his assistants. Um, so yeah, there I kind of was introduced first to you know coding games um, and, and kind of all the technical side of things. Um, but then also, you know, seeing what their agendas were and how they'd speak with players. And actually, they kind of um, let us uh, do a lot of individual stuff with the players. So there's like this nice analysis room and we were sitting there and players were watching themselves. They were watching the uh, players from the first team that play their position, watching their clips and just kind of, you know, having chats about it over there. So that was really nice. Mm. And he, he still has the record for the youngest uh, youngest Chelsea first team appearance. Yeah, really? wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So having having his perspective, like he must be, you know, for yeah. young players that want to get that level, he could he could be. Yeah, he, he's great. I mean, you know, that kind of that kind of very nice mix of on the one hand, like you know, very composed, but on the other hand, you can see he's like very much in it and he knows what he wants from his players. Um, so yeah, so that, that was that was really nice. We had Michael uh, Scobella on um, a couple of months ago talking about Loughborough. I know Eric Ramsey, Kieran McKenna. You know a lot of coaches that have have come through the background and now yeah. are doing really well in the game. How did how was the Loughborough experience for you? Yeah, again, you know, just super brilliant. I mean, I think it's kind of like the heaven of sports. I mean, first I I I, I landed there and I got there with my suitcases first time after signing up, and I was like. I just, I, I was, yeah, I was just shocked. I mean, <laughs> the place is just massive, endless sport, sport, sport. You know, every single, I mean, there's so many uh, professions that I didn't know about and, and types of sports I didn't know about and roles in sport I didn't know about that they all have here over there. Um, and the research is fascinating. The lectures are just unbelievable. So, yeah, and, uh, the sports management, what, what I really liked about it, again, was that it was very widening and, and very broad. So you had psychology sociology history on the one hand but then you had you know law and business and everything to do with sport together so it just kind of gave me a very wide uh, uh understanding of, of sport and uh and just you know to, the the opportunity to dig very deep uh into it um so yeah i've just been a sports freak my whole life and it's just kind of the natural next step for me <laughs> just to see what's going on even more what did you learn going back to chelsea what did you learn I mean, I can imagine that that's the cream of the crop, worldwide talent. You know, it's as close as you're going to get to the best 18-year-olds in the world yeah. all together. Yeah. What did you learn from the players about how they wanted information, how they took on the analysis, how they wanted feedback? What were some takeaways? Yeah, um, so I think there's a very special thing about uh, the environment you grow you grow up in. So I think that players who grow up with let's say analysis and it's 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 been given to them delivered to them and they take responsibility over it in a in a good and positive manner they're going to kind of want it for life and it'll just be a habit um and that's something that they succeeded with over there so it, it was just 
it was just part of the day. It was, it was part of what every player would do there pretty much. Um, places where they don't kind of have it from a young age and all of a sudden you jump in with it. Sometimes it's like, wait, wait, wait a minute, like computers, football, what does this have to do with one another? Um, so, so, you know, uh, over there, they were, they were very successful with that. And, um, and yeah, so, so that's kind of my, my first impression uh, from, from being inside a real football club was actually there. So it was, uh, it was definitely not, and definitely not at the time, the, the regular example. I think since then, in the past five, six years, this whole, you know, analysis, football analysis has developed like so fast and, 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 you know, academies that are a lot smaller now will be already, you know, getting their players used to it and, and, and having them grow up on it. Um, but yeah, back at the time, I think it was just very, very special, unique. And it was kind of, I think they were so the first who were getting very deep into it. Coaches will take a quick break here. As a coach, I definitely value technology that empowers me to become more efficient and effective in my coaching. Access to video from training, practice, games, allows us to work on player development, tactical improvements in a much, much more powerful way when we have instant access to that video that makes the feedback stronger and allows the players to see themselves in a more objective way. Having access to live video is a game changer and that is why I believe Spideo technology stands out for me. I've used it for the last 12 months. It's easy to use. You just press a button on the record and starts. You can access the live stream on the device right on the pitch. It actually doesn't matter if you're on the pitch or if you're following the practice remotely. It's a cloud-based platform. It makes live streaming available no matter where you are. You can live tag the plays, share clips with individual players, as well as a group of players or even your coaching staff. Powerful automated analysis tool that covers all your needs so you can excel at coaching. Spideo has taken their cutting-edge technology even further with the release of Auto Data Soccer Live, automatic tagging of game events and player tracking using AI technology. It not only saves time and effort, but also gives you much more depth than your stats and your objective information on the team's performance. Please check out Spideo on the link below in the podcast notes if you're looking for a high quality video solution for your team and your coaching. Check them out, reach out to them. The information is below. Get a quote. Mention Modern Soccer Coach Podcast to check out the special offers. Spideo, fantastic. Highly advise it. Back to Adam. Brings us on kind of nicely. That you're, you worked at the under nine age group as well. So there's analysis going on. Because over here you would say, right, under nine analysis. People wouldn't do it. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, that's why you would do it then, because you would tear it up to when they get older. Is that right? Right, right. Yeah. So what we would show to the players was a very, very minimalistic um, part of what we'd go through, let's say, coaching staff. Um, to the players, mainly every three months, we would just take loads of clips from the games, training sessions, and just, you know, being around and just putting in, like, you know, motivational, fun videos with their favorite songs, showing goals and stuff like that, just making them kind of you know, laugh and joy and pass it on obviously to their parents. So their parents would be feel good and they'd feel proud and they'd send it to their friends and stuff like that. Um, that's what we were doing in terms of showing it to them. Behind the scenes, uh, we were tagging um, things that were basically that had to do with the, the agenda. So the monthly, weekly, yearly agenda. So at Chelsea, for example, they try to develop the, um, you know, 1v1 skills. Like that's basically the main thing that they'd be working on there. So it's how many 1v1s does a player take? Does he give up on doing them when he has a chance? Um, 
right foot, left foot, where does he run to, where does he start them with, uh, things like that. So that's what we would kind of be looking at, um, saving data, speaking about with coaches. And then, you know, that kind of develops into the IDPs that the players later get, uh, individual development plans that every player has is kind of, you know, uh, what, what the kind of academy uh, sees for him. And, and then in the right moment, the player will also be part of that and will take responsibility over his own, uh, you know, individual development. You did a year of scouting at Hapoel Tel Aviv. Scouting is, is similar to the data. It's, it's very, very interesting as to where it all fits together. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you how you balanced the subjective and the objective information when looking at the professional level scouting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so over there, I was doing the analysis and scouting together. Um, so, so yeah, I had just loads of stuff on my mind all the time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I think over there, what I kind of found was I'd use a lot of the um, data for filtering mainly. Um, you know, I just understand what the coach uh, was looking for and 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 what kind of players he he liked less and liked more in terms of countries in terms of leagues um filtered all that down um and then uh and then yeah and then you know just um according to the profiles according to the uh, budget according to uh things like that you know uh, we had to just filter down and look for the best options um and then that's where kind of the video comes in uh you just watch him a lot and then you try to kind of Actually, something that was really nice about Loughborough is that I, I, I got a very good uh, international uh, group of friends that basically almost in every country I had a contact to call and they could go and kind of, you know, check about the person himself, uh, what kind of a person he is, behavior, habits, things like that. And I thought that was very important and, and, and they value that a lot over there um, because sometimes when the player is just on the Instat or just on the Y Scout, you know, it's 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 when you, what you see on the pitch is, is not always what you're imagining and, and who, he, who he is off the pitch, which is, you know, uh, as important at least, um, especially, you know, now from, from experiencing here, the, the locker room at Maccabi Haifa, just a bunch of positive people and, and, and it just, you know, it does its own thing. It does its own magic. I forgot to ask you one question. When you're at Loughborough, how do you get the job at Chelsea? How did that come around? Yeah, so um, there's this thing called the, a CVA at Loughborough. It's basically this website um, that has all these sporting options come up. So I think the thing that one of the things that the, the uni is most proud of is that they've got very good rates of people working in their fields uh, from when graduating. So they really push you to kind of, um, you know, make your CV, make your cover letters, apply to different things to get experience, even stuff that's not paid on campus to help organize events and stuff. They just kind of want to get you moving, get you into that feel of that you're, that you're working and that you're doing stuff and filling up your CV. So, um, so yeah, so I, I started the Loughborough analysis uh, soccer department over there, uh, turned it into a department and, and we had, you know, four or five analysts. Um, we worked very close with the coach and that kind of went on and on and on. Um, Cause prior to that, it was mainly in the rugby that they'd have analysis. Um, and then yeah, so I was getting my experience, and then uh, and and Chelsea came up uh, as a as one of the options. I mean, I tried to go to. I remember um, a scout as H- at Huddersfield. I tried to go as a, a summer like a, a summer school teacher at Notts County. Didn't get those, but then the Chelsea one actually went through. Um, and yeah, I think it was a few hundred of us who kind of tried to get in, and then it went down to interviews. 
Um, so I actually flew, I flew in from uh, Israel for 24 hours just to do the interview because uh, it was during the summer when I was home in my first uh, summer. Um, flew in, did the interview, came back, um, and yeah, good decision. <laughs> well, there's a few things in there for coaches. I'm going to ask you at the end, you know, advice, but like there's a few things there that's like you mentioned about starting an analysis department. A lot of people seem to wait. Well, I'll get that next job. I'll do this. Yeah. What you're saying there is you started something to prepare you when you got mm. there. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's probably kind of my, my personality. I like to jump on things and, and, and just make things happen and create things. Um, I'm, I think my qualities are better when I actually, you know, maybe call it like run after doing stuff and, and making my own, uh, setting my own goals, setting my own mission, missions. Uh, and I'm less good at when someone tells me exactly just do one, two, three, four in, in his way. Um, so, so yeah, it just kind of brings better, better, um, attributes of me out, I think, and, and I'm more passionate and that's kind of how I feel now at Maccabi Haifa, you know, the manager just trust me. He's like, I know you're good. You're doing what you're doing and, and we think alike run on your stuff and, and, and don't stop, you know, talk about the U S culture and, and I didn't know that you're from U S this is good. So I think college coaches now want to, and club coaches want to impact and, and high school the players analytically what you said before there was if they're not used to it sometimes it can be uh, tough for them and for them right. to embrace it what are some ways to to kind of get through that barrier initially with a player that's maybe struggling with it uh-huh. yeah um you know you, you want to kind of just show in in, in in a fun way in a nice way that it's just for them and and it's part of their profession and you know, players are digging in deep into detail now and, and, and the ones that are playing good and the ones that are getting trust from coaches are the ones that are doing stuff correct tactically. Um, you know, you've got, we're kind of past the days of, of the, you know, Cantona that he just does whatever he wants and everyone else defends for him. Uh, today, everyone has his role in defense, in the press, in the block. Uh, everyone has his role in offense, spaces that he needs to occupy, timings that he needs to get to places, stuff he needs to look for and, and no matter how good you are, if you, if you can't really be a part of that, you're not going to find your way. Uh, and, 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 you know, more often than not, in, from good club and, and from good level, you're going to drop out uh, if, if you don't kind of, you know, engage with this. So players, I think, are starting to learn more that it's for them. And, and part of our role is to kind of emphasize that, again, in, in a way that kind of gets to them um, and, and doesn't have to be always, you know, that direct and, 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 and mean or something. It's, it, you know, it needs to come from a good place, uh, from curiosity, uh, from passion, from showing that, look, if you do this, you're actually going to improve and you're going to, you know, be making more money next year and you're going to be, you're going to be going on and on. And it's for you, it's for your career and your career is short. It goes by like that. I mean, before you notice it, you're already a senior player. And before you notice that you're, you're, you know, your salary is already going down and you're after your peak. Um, and, you know, and a lot of these players, they rely on what they get in these years um, um, for their whole life. You know, it's, it's definitely their foundation for their whole life. And a lot of them are not going to be getting, you know, uh, education during this time. Uh, and, and, you, and you kind of can show them, look, I mean, this is really, this can really make a difference for you. Um, so, you know, I've got players that, you know, here in Israel, no one would believe on their, you know, uh, characteristic how analytical they would be and how much they'd be watching video and how much they'd be asking about it and and you know so yeah so that's kind of that's kind of about it I think I know you don't enforce it and you said earlier it's not a rule that they have to but 
uh, you had a little comment there about looking at the hours. Do, do you do you is that something you look at out of curiosity to see who's who's exactly? And then and then I know who to approach and when. You know, I mean, you know, I have so for example, like some of the more attacking players who are very creative, right? So so I think a lot of times for them, sometimes the 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 you know the the group sessions that we do is is enough and even more than enough. Um, uh, you know, in in you know one of our players who's uh, a winger. He, he does a very in-depth post-match with himself, but he doesn't want to know about his opponents. He wants to kind of just come very fresh and, and perform and be creative. So it's really it's really down to, you know, every player to kind of see what suits him. But you, you want to get them all to an area that they, they know that it can help and what it can do for them. And then they find, you know, in, in, in that, they find themselves what's good for them, what's, what they need, what they don't need, uh, what their rituals are. I mean, one of the players we, we, we do... Like uh, I, he he won't go into the before the game on the game day, but I'll come with his matchup, his defender, and just show like a quick one minute video when he's on his uh, physiotherapy, quick one and a half minute video where you want to attack him, what his weak leg is, where he's late, um, when he if he comes and tackles aggressive to the ball because he wants to uh, not get into a a, a real defensive one v one duel, or he'll wait for you because he's a bit more of an experienced defender. It kind of depends, you know. So, so I'll show that kind of stuff to him. And, and really, everyone takes it to his own, to his own zone, his own area. You mentioned earlier about the, your coaching as well, getting out on the pitch and delivering and helping. Uh, is that something that have you seen an, an increase in that role of coach analyst? It's obviously going to help you as an analyst get points across, right, and connect with players. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. That, that's question. That's probably two questions. So I'll say second part. Uh, yeah, I mean my points. I can get them a lot. I can get them uh, uh, across a lot better when I'm on the pitch, and especially on the tactical trainings. Um, uh, you know, I, I can be with specific players that I know that are kind of crucial for certain uh, things uh, in the game, and, and and kind of make sure that they understand it. Um, so yeah, so that's that. And then also, you know, I think that players a lot of time have a, a different. Uh, uh, appreciation to someone who's on the pitch playing with them he can you know know he you know he can make a few passes um i join in on games five aside sometimes and you know give a nice tackle uh it'll definitely help for for someone to you know want to listen to me later um and understandably uh you know sometimes we can you know sit on the side and say hey he's not listening and i've been collecting stuff and and trying but he doesn't care but yeah, I mean, sometimes he wants to, you know, feel some kind of personality next to him. Um, so I feel that kind of gives me a, a way to kind of connect to them more. You know, in the end, it's 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 a game that we all connect from by 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 playing um, in, in the basics of it years ago. So I think when you play with someone and, and he kind of feels that you feel the game and and, and can you know uh, and, and gets that feeling from you, he'll want to you know maybe uh, engage with you more later. Um, so, so yeah, that kind of just you know gets the the relationship a lot closer. I think the I, I saw that the training ground guru put something about uh, Anderlecht that they've got a, a analyst who very much kind of sees him that himself that way. And I think it's coming along more and more. I think when I started analyzing, it was it was you know coding was a big issue, but now we kind of already get the codes because we have the XMLs, so that's kind of out of the way now. And and we're more concerned with you know making value out of the video slash data then then cutting it and sorting it you know because i think most of the analyst time used to be just sorting stuff coding stuff uh you know just trying to organize things all the time but now everything's kind of just already there uh and it's just about you know creating value from it and how do we take this video and actually improve from it as a team 
as an individual uh, for the coach to, to know more about what's going on. Um, so I think this kind of role is, is kind of emerging and it's very, you know, uh, natural that the, you know, the more the game is also getting tactical and developing, that the analyst will just be closer to the coach and closer to the players and on the pitch. So it just feels very natural, this kind of whole transition. Mm. Yeah, the game's definitely moving fast and I'm sure your, I mean, your schedule is 100 miles an hour and uh, your career is just, just, just uh, how do you personally, like how do you stay ahead, best practices? What are some things you do to, to maintain that? Yeah, I mean, follow pages like yours and all the, you know, <laughs> all, all the stuff that you've got on the internet, on the Twitter these days. It's just an amazing platform. You know, you want to stay up to date. Um, unfortunately, we don't have tracking data yet in our league, but um, we will have next year. So, you know, I'm just always learning, reading, watching the different videos, podcasts, just, you know, trying to see what everyone's doing, uh, where the game is going to, criticize what people are doing, um, with you know, sometimes with myself. Uh, um, and, yeah, just, you know, try to always stay on top um, and, and, and refresh. I mean, I feel as myself that if I kind of start losing interest in things and, and don't always learn, I might start getting a bit rotten. And I think that, you know, same for coaches and stuff. I mean, the ones that have kind of, you know, been been not doing great recent years, I think they've kind of been sticking to, stuff that they used to do and speaking about the past and not constantly developing and going forward and, and, and being up to, you know, what's next and learning this new generation who's very different than the generation before. Um, and, you know, pros and cons, but you just have to find the, the right way to, to, to engage it. Um, so, yeah, so just, you know, just really trying to stay up to date with stuff uh, and learn as much as I can always reflect on what we do, speak to the players, what they, what they're looking for next. Um, and yeah, just you know, constantly try to find ideas and, and also bring stuff from outside of, uh, of, of football. So you know, I met with one of the better basketball coaches here in Israel recently, and he kind of opened my mind to something else. Um, yeah, just all the time, you know, just trying to find new things, new inspirations, new ideas. I saw you on, on social media. I saw you were in a, at a conference in like, Portugal. Right, Portugal, yeah. What are some, like, what are some of the best uh coach education conferences courses that you've done as an analyst yeah um for me i'm a huge fan of uh, i coach kids um i literally follow and read and translate to hebrew every article that comes out um wow. so and and i and i lecture about uh, a lot of the stuff that they do and kind of connect it to my time at chelsea as well um because i think the most important thing in football is the youth development and the education side and if you don't do that well, then your senior players aren't going to be that good and you're not going to be that successful as a nation. Because, um, you know, with with all respect and love to the analysis, I mean, it's only going to improve you that much. You know, it's that kind of extra percentages, but it's not the foundation um, at, when you do it at senior level. So, um, you know, it's fun and there's loads of adrenaline and it's and it's addictive as more than anything I can, <laughs> I can, I can say. It's just, you know, it's crazy. But, um, you know, again, it's kind of the cream uh, and it's not the, the, you know, the real beginning uh, work from, from, from the young ages. And, and that's kind of what I focus on outside my, my, my full-time role to kind of, you know, get the awareness of that more and, and try to, you know, uh, bring that kind of uh, I coach kids culture to Israel. Uh, that's really what, what I focus on. Um, so, yeah, so they were there at the conference in Portugal. And then uh, also 
it was very mind-opening to see the way the, the, the Portuguese speak about football in terms of their language. Um, and, and I think language is, is, is something very special in football because, you know, the terminology that you, that you use kind of shows a lot about what you're thinking about, what you're focusing on. And I found over there that the word that just popped up the most by far was solutions, solutions, solutions. They're all about just finding the right solution all the time. And I went to Benfica training sessions. They hosted me there. I went to Estoril training sessions as well uh, in, in the academies. And you can see the coaches talking about that all the time. They're just trying to make, you know, dynamic problems and let the kids solve them by themselves and see the solutions that they come up with all the time. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, so that was just very mind-opening. And, and they kind of, you know, break the game down into very small, uh, you know, 2v1s, 2v2s, 3v3s, 3v2s, small situations, make players, you know, you know, play fast so their instincts work and they make decisions by their instincts. Um, and, and yeah, so that was just, you know, another mind-opening way to, to, to see how they see the game. And, and to be fair, I, I think that Israel um, should take a lot of inspiration for, from them because it's also a small country, a warm country as well. And I think that culturally and um, I think, you know, as well, the, 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 the people, the human nature is a bit more similar to them. Let's say, I mean, we might be very different from Germans who are a lot taller um, and, and with, uh, you know, in, in, in a different culture. And over there, it's more, I think, technical, smaller, quick, which I think kind of suits our football a bit more. Um, so, so, yeah, so again, just, you know, very mind-opening, made a lot of good contacts and kept in touch with, so, so yeah. Uh, last two for you, and they're, they're, they're both uh, advice questions. And the first one is, uh, someone sent me an email uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were, it was a young player, had a connection with him for his coach, and he's, 23 finishing up college and I said I want to work on the analysis side what's your advice and what do I do mm -hmm. and I was like oh wow that's that's actually a good one I don't know um, um but but I'll ask yeah, um, yeah. what what are so like someone even even if they're in the UK and they're 18 or if they're in the US and they're 21 mm -hmm. 22 and they're thinking that I want to go in that direction what, right. what, what advice would you give them look I think the, that you always kind of have to try to according also to the timing and to your experience, but to try to as much, you know, combine um, practical experience with, with, you know, uh, with learning the more the theory. Um, and if you want to be, especially if you come from outside the football, meaning you, you weren't a player and you want to kind of come into the football, um, th there's always going to be a little bit of suspicion and you want to show that you're on top of the game and you know what's going on, at least as good as everyone else. So tactic-wise, strategy-wise, you want to know how a lot of teams play, what teams are doing, what's going on in modern days, what people are doing with their back line of five, what people are doing now with the four. Um, just you know, really try to uh, uh, get a deep understanding of the game on the one side. Uh, on the other side, you, you want to kind of get your practice. So you want to know that you can actually be productive, uh, do things, because um, – it's actually a bit different in England, but here in Israel, I mean, when you come in as an analyst, for example, or as a new assistant coach or something, people are, are, are not really bothered to start teaching you everything and be very patient and kind, but they're like, okay, you're here. Why'd you come? What can you give me? What can you do? All right, let's, let's go start working. Let's bring you value. Um, so, you know, cause it's, it's, it's not as big as, uh, as uh, systems, as in, as in, you know, other places, so there's less time for internships and teaching and, and that kind of stuff. 
So you kind of need to build your 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 way that you can you know do stuff on the pitch, work with players, uh, work with video, create stuff on your own, and don't wait to be taught and to be fed, um, you know, with a spoon. You but you want to actually show that you're kind of taking responsibility on your learning, that you can do stuff, you can bring value, and then people are just going to want you in. So I think that's kind of a, a focus way to, to think. And then on the career side then, from going back to your Loughborough and, and to put those applications out, what are some ways to, I suppose, appear as professional as you can right, whenever you're right. looking for those jobs? Yeah, I mean, for me, it was very important to try to always um, be special and stand out, I guess. Um, try not to do what everyone else is doing because then I know that I wouldn't shine on these CVs and, and you know in England it works very very organized so you know you have the whole process of CVs and cover letters and all that so um, you know sometimes you want to be a little bit brave and maybe you know put, put in something that um, you know that no one else would have put in um, something maybe a, you know a little bit funny something a little bit you know some kind of experience that you'd imagine that actually you know someone else wouldn't have but then you can kind of link it and, and explain what you got out of it um, and how that you you feel and think that that can help you in the club bring special uh, and other qualities. Um, so yes, yeah, so things like that. Just you know, try to stand out uh, in, in in a way that makes sense that it would it would be helpful. Because in the end of the day, also you know, football maybe in 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 contrast from from other types of jobs, everyone's there to have fun every day. Uh, you want to enjoy. You know, you want to bring you want to bring. Uh, you know, some, some some other stuff than just, you know, coming, sitting on your laptop, doing your job and going home. You want people that are kind of living it. So, so yeah, to just kind of show that you're alive and that you can, you know, you've got, you've got some qualities other than just, you know, regular uh, school and regular, that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Fantastic. Adam, thank you so much. Wow. What a great interview. Loved it. Thank you. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Coaches, thanks so much for listening. Before you go, please share this on your Instagram. Modern Soccer Coach, our Twitter, MSC Education. Share it with your coaching community. Really, really appreciate the support. And also check out Spideo. The link is below in the podcast notes. Thank you. Appreciate it. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach podcast. For more coaching topics, sessions, and resources, head on over to Coach Kernine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.